Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. There we go. Are you even in radio at this time of year if you don't talk about getting your fall jacket out and finding $10 in the pocket? (laughs) I started thinking to myself, because I just busted out a fall jacket that I haven't worn since last fall, and there was no money in the pockets. There was a Kleenex, like a balled up, slightly hardened Kleenex, which was a little off-putting, but I keep thinking to myself every year when I put jackets away for the season, I should just load them all up with $10 bills so I have that excitement. You're planting a seed for happiness yeah, for later. Even though I'm just paying for my own happiness in advance, it would be fun. It, I don't know. It's or an put idea. something in, I just, maybe some Jolly Ranchers or something. That's a good idea. Yeah, there's nothing in my pockets from last fall. No. That's for sure. So anyway, you went to a movie on the weekend and came this close once again to having the thing to yourself? I don't want to appear dramatic, but what happened on the weekend may be the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my life. Wow. It was would you Would you call it a, an atrocity? I would call it uh, appalling. Mm-hmm. Just appalling. I would call it an atrocity. Yeah. I really would. So Saturday afternoon, I decided I was going to go see a movie by myself. Amsterdam is the name of the movie. Eh. If you're thinking about seeing it, eh. <laughs> wait until it's on the free channel. Okay. It was good, but not as good as it should have been with the cast that's on it. But I thought, because I had read that the movie was a bit of a bomb at the box office, and so I thought this might be a chance for me to achieve my life goal of getting a movie theater to myself. And it's been out for long enough now, right? It's been out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Nobody is seeing it. This has to be a glorious chance. And I decided to go to a movie theater I'd never been to here in the city, Manning Crossing, if we're keeping score. How do you even get there? It's way up on the north side. I got in a nosebleed driving up that far north. Okay. But I get there, and I didn't buy my ticket ahead of time. I bought it once I walked into the theater. But you're still looking at a map, right? So I picked out my seat. There was no other tickets taken. At this point, it's about 20 minutes to showtime. Okay. I'm like, this is it, old boy. You're going to do it. I get into the theater. I'm seated. I'm there for five or 10 minutes by myself, dreaming. This could be it. I'm shaking. And then a couple walks in. And if that's not bad enough, they walk in. They then are looking around, walk up the same stairs I came up get to my row, and there was like one seat between us. They sat down, like you could easily reach over and have some of their popcorn. Yeah. Who does that? Because they would have also (laughs) selected from that same map that showed somebody was in that seat. That's what infuriated me. That's why it's an atrocity. Um, Because even when, like I had to stand up so they could walk in front of me. (laughs) 
at what point? In the row. And they even said, oh, geez, what are the odds of this? Well, I'd say pretty good because you saw on a map I was already sitting here. They're pre-selected seats. You chose these ones. Yeah. You saw that I was the only other person here. And so, and then my luck just doubled down from there. This is, re- this is me in a nutshell. So I then get up. In a huff, I might add. Yeah, that's the part I don't get. Like you, you, you let out an audible. <sighs> I did. Oh man, I did. I needed them to know I did not approve of their life choices. So I get up and I go a few rows back, and then another couple walks in and they sit with like two seats between us. That one I was out of my assigned seat, so I can. Yeah. I don't blame them nearly as much. I was like, you got to be kidding. There's four other people in this theater, and they both sat beside me. So when you got up and left the second couple, when you had encroached on their space, did you at least give them, hey, look, it's it's not you, it's me? Like mm. when you broke up with them and moved to another part of the theater? I did not let them down easy, but I did not huff my way out of that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, but uh, the fact that they chose the seats right by me, I it don't ruined understand. the movie for me. I honestly do believe there are certain people among us who can't be alone. And by alone, they have to be where everyone else is. They're just wildly uncomfortable if they're standing in another part of a room or sitting in a seat away from other people. They That makes them uncomfortable. And I don't understand that and never will. Yeah, they just can't read the room. They don't yeah. know that not everybody wants to sit next to you, especially when... There's a hundred other seating options in here. Yeah. And they even said something. They're like, mm, for me, it's about, uh, you know, having good sight lines. Yeah. There's lots of good sight lines in here. There's no, it's not like you're, you're not going to end up behind a post. Like you're, <laughs> no, there's not going to be an obstructed view seat in a movie theater. If you went down a row or two yeah. and a little further, you would still be just fine. But you chose these seats. Yeah. And I've been seething about it ever since. Wow. I don't know if I'll ever recover from it. So you it. got a solid 48 hours of seething under your belt already. Like I might have to go lay on a shrink's couch and have mm-hmm. them walk me through this. Did I, you have popcorn? Oh, I did. Big one? Oh, yeah. Did you finish it? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. But yeah, the movie Amsterdam itself, I don't even know. Maybe it was the best movie of all time, but it was forever tarnished because of those two people. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. I can tell you a movie I'll never see in the theater. A horror movie. No, I would never. Like, I used to watch slasher films. Like, I would watch Children of the Corn pumpkin head, you know, mm-hmm. 80s slasher films. But then once they got really psychological and started messing with you, I had I had no more use for those. I couldn't do it. No, it's my probably my least favorite genre of film. Yeah. But I will say the one thing they do well is the music. They never miss. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. Did you see the story about the... Um, Top horror movie soundtracks of all time. I did. The the number one song though. That sh- I would have never guessed that. I think they looked at horror movie soundtracks, and then just looked to see which of these songs has the most streams. Oh, and so the number one it w- was technically on a horror movie, but it wasn't made for a horror. Yeah, movie. Dracula two thousand. Don't even know that movie. Neither do. But apparently, it's the highest earning horror movie soundtrack of all time. And it's Linkin Park one step closer from that soundtrack. It doesn't really, I don't look at that song and think, oh, that's a good horror movie song. No, I think that's uh, number one with an asterisk. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, you know how they say Barry Bonds 
Yeah, but he was juicing hard. But he was on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Like, yeah, I guess technically if it was on a horror movie soundtrack, that's number one. But it was number one because it was a monster Linkin Park song. I always think back to John Carpenter. The that thing. That guy knows how to make a horror soundtrack. You know who did this music? I thought this was John Carpenter that did this. This is from his movie. But this is Ennio Morricone. You know the guy who did... Um, I'm a bad whistler. I've chapped lips. Yeah, I'm not... Uh... You know, Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Clint Eastwood? This is the oh, same guy okay. that did this theme music. But I love this. I don't know if I could just put this on and stream this and like go for a run. No. <laughs> Maybe, though. Listen to this one, though. This is another John Carpenter. This is rock solid. I love this one, too. Oh, yes. How, and somebody in the comments when I was listening to this, somebody said, listen, it sounds like footsteps. Ooh, it does kind of. Yes. And it's 5-4 time. I was going to say, is this 5-4 time? Yeah, it's 5-4 time. <laughs> it gives it a sense of urgency. But yeah, John Carpenter, good at uh, good at soundtracks for movies. Yeah, the Linkin Park thing is odd. Yeah. You almost have to disregard that one. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said, would you believe me if I told you the Halloween theme song is very beautiful? Well, it is very beautiful. In a sinister sort of way. Uh, somebody else said, what about tubular bells in The Exorcist? Oh, yeah. Do you know this music right here? This is Tubular Bells. This is Mike Oldfield. Does this sound familiar? And that was used in The Exorcist. And interesting fact, this is the music right here. That music you're listening to there, that is what launched the career of Richard Branson, the guy that founded Virgin Records. That was the very first record that he went... I'm going to sell that because I think Mike Oldfield had produced it and the record company was like, no, thank you. So Richard Branson came along and he said, oh, no, I can totally sell that and made him a billionaire. How about you? What do you think the greatest horror movie soundtrack of all time is? You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. What about you? Did I even ask you? I, uh, this is a safe place. Oh, boy. I hate horror movies. Yeah, but there must be a song that you heard and one that you went, oh, yeah, that kind of works for me. Well, I mean, like you played the the Halloween one, I think is a nice classic one. Oh, yeah, this right here. Yeah. Hear the footsteps? It is very ominous sounding. Is it Michael Myers in Halloween? I think so. Michael Myers is right behind you. Like, I know I'm the freak in this scenario, but like mm-hmm. I just... I don't enjoy any of those movies, but that is no. a that is a classic one. Yeah. Uh, what about this? It wasn't really a horror movie, though. I know you like this. You reference this music all the time. Yeah. That is a full. I'll just be quiet for a second. Yeah, they didn't mess around when they made this song, did they? No. You know what sucks, though, is when that comes on and you have chapped lips and you can't whistle along. I don't enjoy that. I like to whistle to that one. I was sitting backstage here and thinking, this is a real blast from the past. But do you remember the Lost Boys? Did you ever Uh, see that movie? Uh, What's his name? I know of it. 
Kiefer Sutherland. Took me a second. Oh, right. There was uh, a song on there. This one right here. Does anyone remember this song? This is from the Lost Boys soundtrack. This. Mm, it sounds like it's from the 80s. It does. Fast forward a bit, though. Like, get to the chorus. I love. Just fast forward it. It's a good thing I brought my tapes in. But I love this part. When the kids come in. When kids are added to songs, oh, it I know. does make it more haunting. There are some bangers on the Lost Boy soundtrack, too. Oof. Uh, yeah. Not a big fan of that one, were you? No, that one sounded like it was from the 80s. <laughs> What's wrong with the 80s? You were born in the 80s, man. I have strong feelings about things from the 80s. I have to bust out our jingle. Why does Bryce hate the 80s? <laughs> the worst time for music food and fashion uh i was at um dark on saturday night fort edmonton park yes there were, oh my god there were a lot of people there it was fantastic just walking and there's this light mist coming down too it just added to the atmosphere it was kind of chilly but they've got all these burning barrels set up like you can go warm up by a fire it's fantastic and i was thinking about the uh what do you call them? Scare actors? Like the people inside the haunts that jump out and go, hey, and make sounds and make you question why you're even there. How often do you get punched? Like as a scare actor, uh, do you get punched? Do you get thrown to the floor? Uh, and B, do you have any voice left at the end of the night from all the screaming and howling you have to do? There's a certain amount of patience that'd be required to have that job. Mm-hmm. One for the possible decking you could get. Oh, yeah. But also just a, a whole night, and there's people who love to be overly dramatic when they get scared. Yeah. And they scream way too loud for way too long, and you'd have to put up with that for hours. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Kim. Um, I'm listening to you talk about scary movies and scary things, and... Um, Highly, highly recommend if folks are in the Niagara Falls area to go to Nightmares. If you want a good scare, that place was the most terrifying haunted house I've ever been in. It was fantastic. It was so, so scary. So if later this afternoon you're uh, you're driving through Niagara Falls. Yeah, I know it's far away, but it's worth it's worth going out there for. Yeah. Um, if you're on a trip anyway, it definitely um, I would go through it again. Uh, I got stuck in the front when we went through, <laughs> well, which was terrifying. <laughs> but, how how often do you think the people, the actors inside the haunted house? How often do you think they just get punched right out? I I don't know because um, I didn't have anybody right near me right because I was in the front I could hear things coming up and that was hard my husband who had to go at the back because our two girls were in the middle um were was uh, he said he could hear them whispering at him but um you're supposed you have to keep your hands on the person front and in that one it's pitch black so you actually don't want to let go for any reason because then you'll be lost so <laughs> you just follow little red lights and hope for the best. It was it was good. I'd be curious to go through it when it's not pitch black to see what it actually looks like, but I know... I, I think being in a haunted house in the daytime with all the lights on would be as horrifying as being in a nightclub with all the lights on in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's the Gunnar Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I got a song, and it's all... I brought my tapes in from my car again. I just carry my tapes with me for wherever I go. 
I'm going to play you a clip of a song. I'm so tempted to play the whole thing. It's only 90 seconds. But we'll get to that in just a second here. Uh, first up, though, $6,300. Three minutes away on Sonic's Mystery Word. Hey, everyone. It's Rain from Our Lady Peace. And the number one rule on the tour bus is no Kyle got the last guess Friday afternoon. He said arguments. Mm-mm. Not it. So you take your shot at it in a few minutes here for $6,300. Did you see Insidious? I don't think so. Well, a couple of people have texted this one in. Hang on a second. God. This one right here. Oh, I guess in the right context. Oh, yeah. It could be very creepy. Through the tulips with me. Isn't there a whistle break in here? God, this was a real song. Wow. Does anyone want to hear the whole thing? Got maracas in there? I just got to take it to the whistle breakdown. Seeing a horrifying murderer walking through a field while this song is playing? It worked perfectly. I, I watched be... the clip on YouTube. I've never seen the movie, but I watched the clip. Oh, this right here. Listen. Is that Vance Joy? <laughs> oh, my God. I thought there was whistling. Is that a spoon solo? Okay, that'll the vocals be on this song. Mm, Tiny Tim tiptoed through the tulips. Several people have pointed that one out. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. This one right here, Bryce Kelly. Ooh. Do you know what this is? No, but it is haunting. It's funny because I would never recognize this music. And it's probably, I would say it's one of the the biggest horror movie franchises of the last 30 or 40 years. It's okay. massive, but I would never get it. Several people have messaged and said, what about fill in the blanks? Is it Nightmare on Elm Street? That is correct. Oh, correct, Amundo. I would not have known had you no. not said, because it is a big franchise. It sure is. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those movies. Freddy Krueger? I don't think so. He comes to you in your nightmares, Bryce. I don't think I have. I don't know. That's all I know about the premise for that. And he has swords for fingers. Yeah. Makes picking his nose real difficult. Oh, my God. Him and Edward Scissorhands constantly at ER during cold season. Uh, what about you? 10029. What do you think the most scariest horror movie music of all time is? I was talking earlier, too. You haven't been yet, but are you going to go to Dark. I think my best girl wants to go. Okay, buy your tickets early because it sold out on the weekend. I was there Saturday night. It was busy. It was hopping. And get there right when the gates open, too. Don't fool around. Yeah, these haunted houses. Turns out they're a uh, big business. And I was going through all these things, and, you know, people jump out at you, or they, you know, they just, they're kind of right behind you, and they start making whispering noises in your ear. How often... Do they just get punched right in the head? Like, are you, uh, what do you, a, a scare actor? A fright actor? What do you call those people? Probably just actors. Oh, probably. Just honing their craft. Have you ever done that before? I don't mean you, Bryce, but you, the person on the other side of this, have you ever done that before? Been one of these fright actors, and how many times did you get punched in the head? I would imagine it's probably a lot. 
Because when people get a good jump scare, sometimes your body just goes nuts and you start lashing out. Yeah, what do they call it? Fight or flight? That's what it is, exactly. Most people flee, but the odd person probably throws some hands. <laughs> Megan. Uh, guys, years ago, I got peer pressured into going to a haunted house at K-Days. I punched a guy when he jumped out at me. He followed me out of the house, swearing at me, and found a security guard to rat me out. In the light and under his mask, he had a big bloody lip. When asked if he was going to press assault charges, he just let it go. I guess I have a mean right hook, but I learned I'm a huge scary cat and can never go in a haunted house again. Happy Halloween, Megan. She said that was at K-Days? Yeah, I don't know that those ones are all that scary. Yeah. Are they? I think that's the the least scary of them, isn't it? Megan, maybe you are a championship-level scaredy cat. Megan plays no games. No. You scare her, you get hurt. What about this one, Bryce? Do you know this one? Oh, this is the cheesy 80s version. Eh, barf. Oh. This is not... I recognize this. Yeah. Oh, I recognize. I can't place it. This is where the host walks out of the fog and the mist to the camera. And it's one of those shows, you watch it, and you're like, this time around, they're going to solve this mystery. Oh. This one time, they're going to solve, but no, they never do solve the mystery, and you're left frustrated. Isn't that the name of the title? Uh Uh-huh. Unsolved Mysteries. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Plant this in your head all day long now. song do you think the producer was like that was a good take but can you go higher with your voice and then he's like okay listen to this can you go higher still well i don't know should we see should we stick around for Well, now we got to hear the instrumental part right here. Oh, yeah. I can't believe this was used in a horror movie and used effectively in a horror movie. And it was actually a top 40 hit, I think. Like on commercial radio back in the 70s, maybe? Late 60s? Bleak. But yeah, that was... You know what? That is a perfect example. And it was our friend. Well, he's not our friend, but I'm a big fan of his work. Quentin Tarantino perfected that. Just using music that completely, here we go, juxtaposes the action that you're seeing on the film. Oh, my. Like, that was his thing. So they used Tiptoe Through the Tulips in Insidious. And a lot of people have texted in this morning that that might be the most frightening piece of music in horror movie history. Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulips because it was used quite effectively in that scene. I've only watched the clip on YouTube. I've never seen the whole movie, but a lot of people say it might be the most frightening movie of all time. Interesting. Uh, A lot of people pointed the finger too at Jaws, the theme from Jaws this morning as being one of the most terrifying pieces of music ever. Like, it's so simple. Listen. Dun, 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 
Don't go in the lake. Yeah, it does give you a sense of panic. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy. <laughs>